Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 1234 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer joining you from Tampa Bay, Florida, right across the street from Burns Steakhouse, which frankly is a little bit out of my price range. Our next guest, on the other hand, well, that's right in his complete wheelhouse. Uh, we are going to head off to the River Free Resort and Casino Hotline, and we're pleased to be joined by Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Live standard bed racing has moved to Century Downs Racetrack in Calgary. You can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Hello, Spec. How you doing? Bobby, everyone's out enjoying the hot weather in Tampa. You're sitting in a hotel room doing a radio show? What the heck here? Come on, man. Can't you call in Mark, sick or there's something? no such thing as options. <laughs> there might be an optional for you, but there's no such thing as an optional for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's got to be. I mean, she's about minus 18 Celsius here. I'll bet you it's what's temperature there. 23, 24 above? Yeah. You don't want to know. It's 83 degrees Fahrenheit. It's 31 Celsius. <laughs> 31 Celsius? And I, now, I don't... I, this, this is going to sound like first world problems, Mark. But I find whenever I come down to Florida because of the AC in the hotel rooms, yeah, I end up getting a chest cold or through. That's why you got to get time. out of the room, Bob. Got to get out of the room. I you got to get out of the pool. Yeah, no AC at the pool, pal. The yeah, gym. Well, you ever think about the gym? The you go to the gym. <laughs> Mark, anytime you want to strap them on one more time and just go out in the ice and see how you can do, let me know, okay? What's <laughs> uh, going on, Bobby? How's it going? Because I, I, might, I might be fat, but I can still swing hard. But, and here's, here's the thing about the weather, and I'll be brutally honest with you, Mark. I have a family. And I feel bad. I don't like rubbing it in, right? Like, if it's Jack Michaels and, and people like, how come the Oilers are sending you and Cam, but they don't send Jack and Louie? That's because Jack and Louie were on, on, on the context of the broadcast. That's a NHL hockey and Rogers call. That's not a Oilers call. Yeah, so let's establish is. that. You know, I, I feel for those guys, too. Like, Jack's a huge part of our traveling itinerary party. I mean, he's the guy that books all the restaurants and, you know, does a lot of scouting. Uh, Cam... You know, Cam's sort of new to the U.S. travel a bit, obviously, in all the places in the West. But it is a different experience. And and I'm, I'm serious for the listeners. Like, it might sound like a first-world problem, but when you're in the in the hotel room, you can feel it in your throat and in your chest with that AC because of the humidity almost immediately. And I've found this for years and years and years whenever I come, come through here and inspect. This is a tough trip for Edmonton. You go, in fact, it's a tough five game. It's funny. They, first of all, let's get your assessment on what happened Sunday night against Minnesota. Well, listen, I'll never beat up a team, my team, your team, anyone's team, who's playing the fifth and seventh on the second of a back-to-back with travel. That's, I'll never beat that team up, right? Did they play any good? No, they were awful. You know, there was a bunch of guys played terrible. Mike Smith wasn't any good. Nobody was any good, Bob. So that's just a fact. I, I don't, I, I throw that game where they used to say burn the tape. I burn that tape. The fastest tape all year that, that I burn is the team that went 5-0 and and then found themselves in that game against a team that had just given up six for two nights in a row. So they were playing guilty. Listen, evidence stunk and that game's gone. And I will judge the Oilers on how they play tomorrow night against Tampa. 
And I'm not going to say that they have to win the game because Tampa's an excellent team. But, the, you know, they better show up with a really strong game tomorrow. they got to be able to play with the yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow. That Minnesota game is already – it's out of my memory, Bob. I don't care what happened in that game. Mark, I knew in the first shift. Okay, uh, I knew when there was a puck bat, like I'll say this about Lagason, he's not a, a sexy defender, but he gives you what he's got. He got popped in the like four seconds into the game. You know, Jordan Greenway got a piece of him and then then they had a chance to Lagason at the saddle and that didn't even get the puck through. And I'm like, they're losing the little battles here. Yeah. And yeah. that was a game that that was a game because, of you know, Vince Lombardi once said fatigue makes cowards of us all. That's a game where you have to manage that game. And when the fourth line, Benson, two turnovers, and great for him that he scored the goal, especially all that he's gone through to even play in the NHL. But when you're sitting there turning two pucks over on the first goal against, and then your goaltender, he ends up giving four on seven, and two of them he had no chance on. Uh, by the way, we should point this out. There's a piece written, uh, Jason Greger, on uh, Oilers Nation. He's quoted Kevin Woodley, and he's gone into a... Kevin Woodley does an excellent job. We see him whenever we go to Vancouver. Uh, does an excellent job on sort of explaining uh, from a tactical perspective as to how Smith plays a little bit deeper in his crease and the fact that he's been away and why some pucks are funneling off. It's, it's, it's a really interesting piece, so I'd recommend people uh, take a look at it. But I, I knew right away, Spec, and I knew it wasn't going to get better. Like you just when you're when you're around a team on a day to day basis, and you could see they didn't play that game the way they played the other five games. The structure and process they had, they didn't have. The simplicity—that's yeah. the biggest thing, Mark. The simplicity of which they played with was gone from that game early, and they might have gotten it back halfway through the game, but it was too late by then, Mark. Yeah, no, fair enough. Listen, again, a lot of guys did a lot of, made a lot of poor plays. And once you gave, you know, this isn't the Islanders where you can get down a couple goals to them or somebody like that. This is Minnesota's, a, by points percent, it was the second best team in the West. They're a very good team. You get down to them 3 nothing. It's The night is over, my friend. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're not making that comeback. And they did not. So, you know what, move on. Guys didn't play well. You know, every team, Bob, Every team has a place it defaults to when it's playing lousy. A place where, you know, the Oilers are always trying to get away from playing a, a soft game where you take a bunch of chances and, and you go risk for risk and every shift's a track meet. Those are the, frankly, those are the bad Oilers. And when they play well, they don't play like that. Right? Where, you know, Woody came in here and he's not playing like that. Every game isn't a track meet. And every every risk isn't a high risk. They they manage to really settle their game down. But every team has that night when they go back to who they were. And that's who the Oilers were. You know, Bouchard hasn't played a game like that in a long time. He's really picked up his his awareness and his ability, you know, as the last man back not to take chances and, and overhandle pucks. And that's exactly what he did in the game the other night. So forget about it. Move on. The whole team will be better against Tampa. And each individual player will be better against Tampa, you know, and, and let's let's not beat up a dead horse here on the fifth game in seven nights, pal. Yeah, well, and this is going to be a tough trip, Spec. I mean, they get Tampa, uh, they get Carolina, they get Florida. And, and, and you know, I, I just got to say this, you know, people say, oh, this is this, you know, they're going to know where they're at here. 
Maybe, but maybe not. And I'll tell you why. Because other than Colorado, there's nobody this good in the West. Like, Calgary's playing great. That was the easiest prediction in the league to make because there was no way that Jacob Markstrom was coming back with the 904 save percentage two years in a row with Daryl Lair. It just was not going to happen. Uh, just like there was no way Mike Smith was going to be 923 again. He's at 895. Koskinen's at 899. Those numbers need to improve. Edmonton's got to get those save percentages into at least one of them's got to be at 910 by the end of the regular season to have some hay. So, and I don't want to point the finger just again on goaltending like to me they won as a team in those five games and they lost as a team the other night uh but that said they're going to need some stops too on this trip aren't they oh for sure and and you know what like i think it's fair to, to look at the oilers and say okay how do you manage up against these teams like the Oilers are you know the Oilers should be able to play with tampa and florida and rally and everybody else gets to has to play up. so you know what they're they're rested tampa has played one game in the last 12 days, okay? Totally advantage orders. Got to jump on them. Total advantage orders going into that game. So we saw what San Jose looked like after 12 days off the other day. They were flat. So, you know what? I'm not, like, as much as I'll say to you, I'm not judging them on the Minnesota game. I don't care what happened in that game. I'm going the opposite on this next three-game stretch here. How are you going to do against these three really good teams? Orders get two days off. They got an awesome practice day today in Tampa, a chance to stretch their legs this afternoon, chill out in the sunshine. Like, you can't be more well-rested in the regular season than they're going to be going into the Tampa game. Then they get two days off before they play Florida. So what I guess I'll say to you is there isn't a single excuse. If, if you can't play with these teams, you better put a mirror on that charter plane when you're coming out of rally and take a long, hard look into it and figure out why. Because it's not the schedule here. Fair comment. Florida rally are back-to-back. It's a short charter flight. You know what? That's life in the NHL. So I'm looking forward to these three games, Bob. And I am judging. I am judging the orders on how yeah. they look against these three teams. I think that's fair. All, I, all I'm saying is they're not like this five-game window. Winnipeg, Minnesota. And then Tampa Bay, uh, Florida, Carolina. Those are the five toughest games they're going to play in sequence all season long. And so, uh, but yep. fair, fair, fair comment it's for you. They totally rested playing Tampa. Okay. Yep, go do it. Uh, all right, I got to read this text. It comes to us out of Edmonton. Stoffer, you and Speck still ignoring the 39 year old gorilla in the room. All four goals he let in weren't his fault. But he's let in two goals on six or fewer shots in five of his last eight games. Despite your affinity for Mike Smith, he's having a horrible season. Uh, is he having a horrible season, Spec, or is the season never really got rolling? Well, there's two things here, right? You know, he has, he's been hurt too much, so he's, he hasn't found his game. And so he has played very poorly. You know, and uh, this isn't me making excuses for him. I can't have a goalie that's always coming back from injury, right? If that's who Mike Smith is, I need a new goalie. You know, if you can tell me Mike Smith's going to play for a month, I don't mind the way Mike Smith plays. He's a pretty good goaltender. But if he's constantly coming back from two weeks off, a month off, a month and a half off, no goalie's any good doing that. No player's any good doing that. So this is the issue with Mike Smith. He's, he's constantly catching up here and that's you know that's something no player is any good at particularly a 39 year old one, Bob. 
We're joined by Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta. It's 12.46 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, we're going to hit on the defense, uh, being patient with Young D, and we're going to get into depth forwards as well. You're listening to Winners Now. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer with you. It's 249 in Tampa Bay, Florida. We'll tell you that guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. The 99th Roos Chris in North America was opened up at 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Daphne, Brendan, Taylor, and Chris that orders now sent you. We re-engage with Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horses. Racing Alberta again, Standard Bread Racing at Century Downs Racetrack in Calgary. You can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. All right, Spec, uh, we're working our way out. We talked a bit about the goaltending, and most people want to move on from the uh, uh, two goaltenders. Uh, I don't see that as being the short term uh, thinking at this time from Oilers management. What say you on this topic? Um, wait a sec. Define move on from the two goaltenders. What are you saying? They want to trade for somebody right away. Oh, the I fans want to trade for somebody right away. I don't think that's the way management's thinking quite yet. What about you? Well, I think that that Ken. I know. Let me rephrase this. I know that Ken Holland has hooks in the water on goalies that might be available. I think that we're too far from the trade deadline for any of those fish to to bite yet. The price okay. will be very high. So A, the answer to this is this, Bob. If he could find a genuine number one right now at a, at a decent return, I think he pulls the trigger yesterday because he knows his goaltending isn't close to good enough. But B, he's not going to be able to, so you better get used to watching Smith and Koskinen for a while more here until uh, Holland can get the job done. Spec, the Oilers have 2,128 games of experience out of the lineup right now. Duncan Keith in concussion protocol, uh, Chris Russell, day to day, upper body, uh, but neither close enough to be on the trip right now. They're having to play basically what amounts to four rookie defensemen. Lagason, who might have been the best Oilers player the other night against Minnesota, uh, Broberg, uh, so uh, Bouchard and Niemelainen. Bouchard's played 71 games. He had a tough night. Those things happen. Uh, Lagans is at 49. Broberg's at 14. Niemelainen's at 13. It's Dave Manson's job, that 1985 Memorial Cup champ. Uh, it's, it's his job to sort of work the, the, these guys in. And there were some tough moments against Minnesota, a good team that's third in the NHL and goals four. Just your assessment of what we've seen out of this seven-headed uh, monster on defense and Dave Manson's handling of it to this point. Well, so far it's been great. You know, I think that you know, we go back to, to the coaching staff that didn't play Bouchard all last year and basically kicked the can down the road on a young defenseman, you know, figuring out how to play in the NHL. Uh, and I think now we look back and wish, you know, some of those inevitable mistakes that young defensemen make, he would have made them last year, <laughs> not this year. Uh, I like the way they're given, you know, Broberg and Niemelainen some ice time here. I mean, Lagos has been around for a while. But certainly Broberg and Niemelainen are, are getting the time now. And, and you know what? One or both may end up back in the minors at some point, Bob. But they've grown and they've got experience and they're way more ready to come up next time. So I like what they've done. And to be and, and going 5-1 and one while doing it, you know, who's going to complain about that? 
Mark, you know my personality. I I wanted Bouchard. I don't know why they didn't play four right shot defense last year. I think they knew that Caleb Jones wasn't a long-term solution, and I'd have found a way to play Bouchard more. And I don't know why a guy like Barry or Bear wasn't made to play over on the left side. I, I just, why did it have to be Bouchard being the one guy that when they went to the four right shot D, it had to be Bouchard. And then the fact that they went 35-19-2, like they had things sewn up with six or seven regular season games. To me, that was a missed opportunity to get Bouchard up to 20 minutes a game. Yeah, and sure. now what we're seeing happen is, the like, right? Like now we're seeing the moments where against good, you know, he was a guy, he'd be the first to tell you he had a tough night. And I'm, I'm here to say he's worth the investment long term with where he's going to go as a player, right? Like I just, yeah, no again, it, it befuddles me. Question. And I much prefer, much prefer this this tact from Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson going eleven and seven. Oh, no question, right? And you know, it'll be when Duncan Keith comes back. Then let's see what you do. You know, do you still go seven? I don't know. I mean, the left shot D comes back. Let's send uh, Boberg probably go back down to Bakersfield. Um, yeah. Do you still go eleven and seven once you have your your normal top five guys in the lineup. You know, type six, frankly. Maybe you don't anymore. I don't know what the answer to that is. Um, but yeah, I go. I, like I tell you right now, I go 11 and 7. I keep going 11 and 7. I send Probert down. I get him back down in the minors playing 22 minutes. A and yep. I keep Niemelainen in the lineup and keep Langston in the lineup. Uh, when Dun Like, come on, Mark, you know what Duncan he's put, where he's pushing a return for that game shot with you know, his five-game road trip in, in nine days' time. Like, I don't know if it's going to be possible, but that's what he's going to play for. I go, I keep going. There's another reason why I go 11-7 and seven right now, Mark. Mm -hmm. Take a look at their depth forwards. Right? Like, without Paul Yarby and Cassian, I don't think, you know, you need with all due respect, Devin Colts, I would go the seven defense and play the seven defense in seven eight minutes game just in case one of the other younger D has a tough night or you're on the back end. I'd rather go 11 and seven, and that's even with Duncan Keith coming back being a 20 minute a game guy. So, which brings us to another conversation, Mike Mark, as to why Edmonton has some limitations right now. You don't have Poli RV. Uh, the fans love, and he had gone through a bit of a cold snap. Uh, they don't have Cassian, who a lot of fans are down on. Yeah. But they're down a couple of wings here. Not, not to mention they've been down Cassian all year long. And I, I'm getting a lot of tweets and texts from people saying the orders have got to be more proactive to fill out. Once again, the, they went and got Kane. That was a great move. Fans realize the Oilers don't have a lot of cap space, but they want to see them being pro, more proactive. It's not just to help their NHL team. It's to maybe send a couple of guys down that can help their AHL team. What would you say to that? Well, listen, the, the trade deadline, there's 100 guys out there to fill out your bottom six. Those are trades that can be made. Um, you know, there's, listen, the, the, here's the, the problem. You can't move Cassian, right? Can't move Cassie. He's been hurt all year. He's kind of like Smith. He's never found any traction this year. And he hasn't been a good player and a valuable player for the contract for at least two seasons now. So, you know, there's a little... Uh, sure, can, could the Oilers stand a, another big body in the bottom six who could, you know, push and shove a little bit, make it hard to play against? You're darn right they could, Bob. There's no question about that. But you, there are some salary limitations here. And you're not moving, you're not moving Cassian. Right, everyone else watches them play too. Right, right. 
it's like Koskinen, you know. If, if you had a backup goalie that was making one five, you could have done something a long time ago, moved him in the deal, and there you go. But you, having a $4.5 million backup has made it really hard on the goaltending situation here. So, you know, yeah, there's a lot of wants out there, Bob. All right, we're going to talk about a concept when we return. I, I guess we're having a little bit of technical difficulty connecting here from Tampa Bay. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update. More with Mark Spector for the horses when we return after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.